Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of OCD and Me with your host, Harry Bosman. That's me, the guy with OCD. Um, I hope you guys are having a wonderful day, a wonderful Friday. It's the weekend and I'm so excited to get started in this podcast. Now, if you didn't listen to the introduction teaser that I posted yesterday, then don't worry. It's all completely fine. Um, I just want to say, if you do want to recap on any of my shows, then you can do on Anchor, you can do it on Spreaker, and you can also grab it on Spotify. I'm also going to post it on my SoundCloud, which is just Harry, and then a little wiggly line, which I can't really remember what it's called, and then Malone, which is uh, my pseudonym, my radio pseudonym, as some of you may know. But if you don't know me, my name is Harry Bosman. I'm 26 years old, and I was diagnosed with heightened anxiety in a form of OCD when I was only 18 years old. I see only. That's, uh, yeah, I was 18. I'm officially an adult. I want to take this time as well to say that I'm ecstatic to be doing what I'm doing. I think that mental health is something that we really need to talk about and humanise. When I was first diagnosed with heightened anxiety in the form of OCD, I didn't really quite know what was going on and I felt a little bit alien. I felt a little bit out of place uh, because I didn't know anyone else that had a similar thing to me. And it was over the years that talking to friends and family and to professionals about my um, condition that really made me kind of open up and become relaxed and open to the fact that I do have heightened anxiety and OCD. So this is why I wanted to create this. It is a safe space for you to listen, to learn and to get involved in as well. So if you do, then please give me a message. So let's just get into the podcast. Enough rambling from me. Part one is coming up. It's all about information to do with the topic of OCD types. So I hope you guys enjoy OCD and Me, episode one with me, Harry Bosman. This is the part where I tell you I'm fine, but I'm lying. I just don't want you to worry. Yes, welcome to part one, the information section of the OCD and Me podcast. Uh, I'll be talking to you all about OCD and mental health throughout the podcasts. And today's episode, specifically, we're going to be talking about the topic of types of OCD. I think it's a great start to talk about. So let's get into it. When I was researching uh, into OCD and when I first actually started um, realizing that I had OCD, I didn't really know what it was about. I thought OCD at the start was all about cleanliness and being organized. And was I wrong? I realized through talking to doctors and through my own research as well that there are five types of OCD. Now, we're going to go through them and I'm going to be talking to you about the experiences that I've had with some of the types of OCD uh, today. So the first one we're going to be talking today is called checking. And this type of OCD is all about checking doors, alarms. I've even written down hobs on my notes because that's one thing that I really sometimes forget. I've nearly burnt down my house quite a few times. And mum, I know you're going to be listening to this, so sorry. Please do not worry. I haven't burnt my house down and I've made sure that I always do double, triple check that the hob or oven is off before I go to bed. But I feel like we all do this. I feel it's kind of in human nature. In terms of a security thing to always make sure that you're safe or your friends or your family are safe, and I know that some people have it worse than others, but I do feel that, as I said, it's, it's part of human nature to always check. But in terms of the OCD thing, my my 
part of it is always needing to check doors and this stems into intrusive thoughts as well which we'll go into a little bit later but my checking of doors gets to the point where I will do it multiple multiple times maybe un- even unlock the door lock it again do that a couple of times that's where um, my OCD in terms of checking comes from but I know people who who do the same things as well the second one is contamination. Now, this was a big thing for me when I was younger. Uh, at the start of my OCD, and even now, contamination is something that I get really anxious about. And the earliest memory that I have was when I was at this um, revision camp for business whilst I was doing my A-levels. And I didn't like this guy who was in my dorm. And he nicked one of my pillows and... Because he nicked my pillow and I took it back, I because I didn't want to be him, I thought that his contamination was on it. So I was wiping down my pillow and mentally and physically like trying to flick away the contamination. Um, and it kind of made me feel a little bit dirty. And this is what contamination in terms of OCD is all about. It makes, it's the fear of being dirty and the worry that the contamination may cause harm to you or others. And this can be from like public toilets, chemicals, handles. And especially in this day and age with everything going on with coronavirus, I feel that maybe some people have picked up contamination, anxieties and forms of OCD from coronavirus being around and not wanting to get it. Um, It's a tricky one to kind of mentally get yourself over. Uh, I have found coping mechanisms and I've also sought professional help as well to help me out. So I do um, advise going to seek professional help, to be fair. Uh, you don't have to do it. I'm not telling you that it's a must, but it's something that's really helped me out. Now, the other form of contamination, which I didn't know about, was mental contamination. And essentially, it's through verbal or mental abuse where the person feels like dirt, which makes them feel internally unclean. Now, I've never personally been involved in any mental contamination and just reading it sounds horrible if you want to read more about it please go on to ocduk.org um but go read about it if if you feel like it's something that you might have or something that a friend or family might have then please read into it it's absolutely fascinating in terms of understanding other forms of ocd Now, the other forms that we're going to get into is um, intrusive thoughts. Now, this has been a massive thing for me. I, to this day and over the last eight years, have had intrusive thoughts where I don't want to be people that are bad, such as criminals or people that, unfortunately, I don't like. And as I was saying with the guy when I was at the business camp, I I didn't want to be him, so I felt unclean and maybe this does actually go back to the mental contamination of him making me feeling internally unclean um by the form of him taking my pillow which is a part of maybe physical or mental abuse i don't really know but maybe that action turned into me thinking that i didn't want to be him and i felt unclean so these intrusive thoughts that i have had have been with me over the last eight years and it's been a struggle. It's been hard to kind of cope with because um, it has affected my day-to-day life. And when I was talking about the checking things, so checking doors, when I lock the door, I've, I've gone to lock it and then unlock it and then lock it again. And that's because I have to be happy in my thoughts 
whilst I lock the door because I feel that if I lock the door whilst I think of something bad or someone who I don't want to be with, be with, be like, sorry, um, then I will become them. And that's the same with getting dressed. That's the same with going in and out of doors. The same with getting in and out of the shower, even having a shower, which sounds a little bit weird because obviously the thoughts of being unclean inside, you can't really clean your insides maybe you can I don't know haven't really found out that technology yet but I used to think when I first got OCD that washing myself would wash away all the bad thoughts and all the bad energy um, but it, it wasn't like that uh, so these intrusive thoughts have really been the main part of my OCD and it might be the same for you or maybe friends or family that have it um, there are ways of coping with it I have my own ways you might as well but as I said before seeking professional help so I went through CBT we'll talk about um, ways of help in another episode but I went through CBT I also did hypnotherapy and hypnotherapy for me was one that really helped me out um, but intrusive thoughts can come in massive varieties it can be relationship intrusive thoughts sexually intrusive thoughts magical thinking intrusive thoughts religious intrusive thoughts, violent intrusive thoughts, or even body focus obsessions, sensor, sensory motor OCD is what it's called. So I hope you found that helpful and I hope that you learned something a little bit more about OCD and maybe you have a friend or family or maybe yourself that has OCD and maybe this was um, a way that helped you kind of understand what you might have a little bit more. If you do, then please get in contact with me. That would be absolutely brilliant. If you do feel like you have any type of OCD um, in terms of the, the things that I've been talking about in this first part, then please get in touch. Um, as I said, in the third part of my podcast, I really want to interview a guest and have a conversation about the experiences you may have. So if you do want to get involved, Get me on my DMs on my Instagram, HarryXMalone, or you can email me, harry.bosman at yahoo.co.uk. I hope that me talking and, you know, venting my experiences to you and teaching you a little bit more maybe about OCD has helped. Um, and if there's something that you really want to hear more about, then get in contact as well and maybe I can fit it into the next podcast. But thank you. This is the end of part one. I'm going to be talking to my mum in part two all about the start of my OCD and her experiences through it. So please stay tuned and, uh, yeah, get in touch. I would do anything to get you out your room Just take your medicine and eat some food I would do anything to get you out your room My lovely mother how are you i'm fine thank you darling how are you yeah good thank you for joining me on the podcast today i'm excited uh, i'm excited to be on your first podcast what do you think about the podcast in terms of me opening up about my ocd uh, i think it's a really uh cool and brave thing to do harry i think um <laughs> it's quite a sort of maybe a bit of a misunderstood condition and i think i think it's really good that you're putting it out there yeah i mean that's the reason why i'm doing it really kind of maybe someone out there might listen to it and um, 
you know, relate to some of this stuff and maybe not know that they have a symptom or, you know, a trait of OCD and maybe this could uh, could help them out. But yes. it, it's been a bit of a weird eight years, hasn't it? It has been a bit of a roller coaster ride. I think um I think you've arrived in a in a very good place now, but certainly the first couple of years were uh, you know, challenging for you and challenging as a parent to watch and do the best we could to help. Yeah. I mean when did you when did you first realise that it was happening? When did you know that something was up? Well it was it was it was it sort of came out of a clear blue sky really because you went off to do um, a, a cramming business course um, in Oxford and you came back from that business course um, in a fairly sort of agitated state and yeah. I realised something was wrong then yeah. and um, it, sort of, it sort of went from there, didn't it? Yeah, um, from what I recall it was, uh, it was that guy that I didn't like and he nicked my pillow which all sounds a little bit ridiculous but uh, to start a kind of mental uh health issue but um but yeah now remember he 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 wasn't a nice guy and it was it kind of talking about like contamination as i did in the first part uh it, it was kind of that that bothered me it felt like the fact that he had touched my pillow was him contaminating it and if i had touched it again then i would then become him which I remember when I came home and you were like, that's completely ridiculous. Uh, you can't become a new person. But uh, obviously it was quite hard for me to kind of get to grips with that kind of concept of, oh, but, you know, I feel like I will. And, you know, that was yes. that was the paranoia and the anxiety of the uh, condition that was, was getting to me. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's exactly what happened. And, and I think it sort of took on a bit of a life of its own from there, didn't it? Yeah. I, I think, personally, it didn't really spiral out of control. Um, I mean, you know me. I've always been a paranoid person ever since I was little. Yeah, you have. And actually, what was interesting is when we sat with the clinical psychologist um, to to go back over your younger life, it was um, it was very obvious that actually the anxiety had irrational anxiety had been a feature of your life so maybe it shouldn't have been such a surprise actually that this sort of suddenly sort of took hold in the way that it did yeah um how did you feel when you first realized that i had it well i i i i just i just remember thinking i wanted to fix it and um i think as a parent you want to fix something and it became clear when we were speaking to the specialist that it wasn't going to be a quick fix and that you may have to live with this for the rest of your life and it would be about learning to manage it. So yeah. I think um, I think, I think that took a bit of coming to terms with probably, I'm sure it did for you, but it did for me because I think as a parent you do just want to find a solution to a problem and it became clear that there wasn't going to be an easy solution. Yeah, I mean, I think that was one one of the uh, turning points when I realised that, you know, um, I'm going to have to do stuff myself to help with my OCD and my anxiety in terms of coping mechanisms and um, just rational thinking as well. Because I thought when I started going to, like, psychiatrists and stuff, they would give me a quick answer and they will just be like, yeah, all you need to do is this or, you know, this is a pill that you need to take 
and then you'll 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 be fine in two years um which didn't happen but i don't know in terms of my ocd and how i feel about it i feel it it doesn't define me but it it makes me a little bit special it's how i feel anyway but that's really good darling because that's such a positive um take on it and of course it is it, it doesn't define you you've uh, you've overcome it so massively from where you started um but you know it does it does raise its, itself every now and again doesn't it particularly when you're stressed or yeah. um you know lifestyle i think um that you know if your lifestyle's not quite in a good place then i think your ocd is more prevalent but i think you have learnt all the sort of tricks around it as 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 to manage it as best you can and i think in 8 years you've come a a really really long way yeah I mean, in terms of talking about the uh, coping mechanisms and the ways that I have uh, of getting over the kind of bad thoughts and intrusive thoughts, do you remember the lists that I used to write? Yes, I do. Of words? I do, I do. I think I've still got them on my phone. I might, yeah. I might see if I can dig them out. Yeah, but, but it that, could, could be a trigger, but... Yes. Yeah, but, no, yeah. I, I do remember all of that. And I remember the CBT and, you know, that that really wasn't your bag. That didn't seem to be a particular helpful tool for you although I'm quite sure it would be for others yeah um and um I think Astrid was the turning point for you wasn't she with the yeah but that's weird that I thought because you said to me hypnotherapy could be the one for you but obviously because I have real paranoia and um about supernatural things and being hypnotised and not wanting to be other people. I was scared to go in because I didn't want to come out and be, like, a different person. No. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I was worried about that. I didn't think you'd, I didn't think you'd go with hypnotherapy because I thought it was going to bother you that you might go into a slightly altered state with hypnotism. But, um, you know, as your mother, of all the uh, different professional people that you saw... I felt that the hypnotism was the thing that absolutely was a turning point. Yeah, I mean, I can't even remember many of the sessions because essentially I just went under. And when I came out of the sessions, I remember feeling absolutely fantastic, but it was like just having a really good sleep. So I had no idea what was going on, but no. I remember coming out thinking, that was brilliant, I've just had a really good sleep. And uh, I can now, I now feel like I can rule the world and my mind seems a lot clearer, which I didn't really understand because I did feel a bit bad sometimes thinking maybe I did just fall asleep and what actually all I needed was a good sleep. But that's not true at all. No, um, no she, yeah. she, in my eyes, she was a bit of a genius, really, uh, yeah. that, that lady. And, uh, you know, I, th I think from there you were able to make sort of quite big strides quite quickly yeah what's like the defining memory that you have of my ocd um if you had to I, think of one point i i i think it was um i think i what in terms of um how you reacted sometimes yeah just any any memory you have of my ocd well, good I bad th ugly th <laughs> well, I think in the main it was getting dressed. I, th I, think, um, I think getting dressed seemed to be a real challenge for you. Mm. Um, and if, if a bad thought entered your head at the point at which you were trying to get dressed, 
you know, that, that had to just be repeated and repeated. So sometimes, you know, just getting dressed was such an ordeal. And, um, and I found that, I found that really hard. That those yeah. things that you had to do again and again and again, which should be simple tasks. Um, I found that really hard to sort of watch really. And that did seem to be something that happened a lot. But anyway, yeah. you know, you've, like I say, you've, um, you've come such a long way now. That was at its height, <laughs> wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the most annoying thing about that, aside from obviously time pressures, trying to get places, um, I mean, such as family occasions or uni lectures or things like that. I think the most annoying thing was, I mean, even getting out the shower as well and getting in the shower, um, but mainly getting out the shower is that I'd get really sweaty, obviously, because I'm moving around a lot, going back and forth. So it was kind of a bit counterproductive of even having a shower. Um, which I found quite funny in my mind, but really, really stressful because I was like, you know, all real hot and bothered and then that didn't uh, help out. But I think in terms of my personal experience for the people who are listening, um, if you do get into those states, if you if you have a similar kind of thing, um, sit, breathe, uh, relax and then start again. Because when I started repeating things over and over and over again, trying to really get there, I just got myself more hot and bothered and uh, more stressed. And that's when my OCD, as you said earlier, got worse. So, yes. Yeah. So, so I think that's good advice. That's good advice for anybody listening who might be struggling in the same way. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Mum, for chatting. That's OK. I've really enjoyed that, Harry. And um, uh, I'm really yeah. proud that you're putting this out there. Oh, and I'm you. really proud of the, you know, where you've come and where you are today, which is living a full and productive and happy life, uh, <laughs> but still managing your OCD. Yeah, well, it's all down to, uh, well, you, uh, like, you know, family, doctors, my own self-preservation. Um, but, yeah, no, thank you very much for talking to me. That's okay. Um, I hope to see you soon. And I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Yeah, well, I hope you do too. hope you all do right. too. Bank holiday and all that. Yeah, yeah, I'm working. So, you know, <laughs> happy days. Yeah, all right, love days. you, Mum. Okay, love you too, darling. Talk Bye-bye. to you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.